You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 91. Goodbye, Gay and Wilson. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 91 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. Well, we've seen, um, they've been teasing it for a while, but BBC has finally released their new Doctor Who trailer. Yay! Um, Doctor Who 2020! Yep, there's a little bit of online stuff I wanted to talk about, um... Just some uh, some speculation of things. And, of course, we're going to talk about uh, The Walking Dead, the uh, mid-season finale. But before we get to that, we do have an immemorial. Uh, this one's going to be a tough one for me personally. Um, uh, Gane Wilson, uh, macabre cartoonist, uh, passed away um, November 21st uh, at 89. He'd been, uh, he'd been sick for a while. He'd been suffering from dementia. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, it's not unexpected. We've been preparing for it for a while. But uh, Gane Wilson, uh, I've been able to meet him several times. And uh, I'd known about him long before I'd actually known him as a person. Uh, I, uh, I saw a lot of his uh, illustrations and comics in uh, Playboy magazine when I was younger. You would always run, <laughs> run into those. And the first time I met him was at Nikon, and uh, I, I purchased a, a copy of his uh, of a collection of his called Gravedigger's Party, and I told him uh, that uh, that I loved his illustrations. I couldn't believe I was actually meeting this guy. I mean, uh, I mean, I remember the first. Actually, I remember the first comic uh, one panel I ever saw. There was no uh, text to it, but it was just a vampire leaning over a, a woman lying in her bed and he had a salt shaker and he was salting her neck. Uh, you know, that, that the first one I remember. And I told him that uh, his his uh, cartoons were the main reason why I read Playboy magazine, to which he looked up at me and he said, you lying bastard. <laughs> I said, I swear on my mother's grave. Now, my mom's not dead. She wasn't dead at the time. She still isn't. I, and I said, well, you know, she doesn't have a grave right now, but, you know, we all die one day and Eventually, she'll have a grave, and if I'm still around, I'll swear on it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and that was the beginning of a wonderful uh, relationship and friendship with him. And, of course, he signed my copy of the book, and he did an illustration of me standing in my mother's grave. Aww. So, I know, aww. Mom, my mom, I showed that to her, and she really hates that thing. I, Yeah, I imagine. But, uh yeah, I mean, he was, uh, good Lord, I mean, he, he did stuff for Playboy, Collier's, National Geographic, or National Lampoon, I should say. The New Yorker, I think he had some stuff in there. Mm-hmm. He designed the first uh, World Fantasy Award. He designed uh, the bust that, that became the the that the award. Uh, he, he was a writer as well as an artist. And I can say on a personal level, he was just a great guy to talk to. He was, I mean, as I said, he was a lot of fun. He had a great sense of humor, Mm -hmm. if not uh, morbid. I mean, he he started his life in a weird way. Uh, When he was born, his mother had been given anesthetic that had rendered the newborn Gay and Wilson to such a uh, comatose state they thought he had died, oh, wow. and they were getting ready to. Uh, they, you know, he he made the comment. He's like, I, 
they almost put me in a box. Mm. And so, but they found out, oh no, he's still living. So, so uh, what, what year was he, would he have been born then? I mean, he was 80, he's 89. So mm-hmm. it was the 19, late 1930s, I believe okay. when he was born. So wow. that was like the very, very earliest of, uh, of really incubating babies and, right. you know, really given hope for, for right. premature babies and tiny babies and, you know, keeping them warm in those little boxes. Yeah. And they used to have them in, in storefronts and, you know, you could actually like like viewing puppies in a window. You could look at premature babies through the window. Oh yeah, and um, I believe one uh, title of one of his um, his books uh, it was "Born Dead and Still Kicking" or something like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah that 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 was Gay and Wilson all uh, all around. But uh, yeah, like I said, last few years things have been you know difficult for him. I mean, dementia, mm-hmm. you, know, all, you know, Alzheimer's is it's it's rough. Right, and uh, you know, it's it's a shame that he's gone. I'm I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna miss him for sure. But yeah, he uh, he passed away on November 21st at the age of 89. So now let's talk a little bit of Doctor Who because they've been teasing us on Twitter and on Facebook mm-hmm. and said we're you know watch this space, watch this space, and then finally they show us a teaser trailer for the new season of Doctor Who, which. Uh, which we've both seen. And uh, so what did you think, your first impressions? It's definitely is doing exactly, you know, teasing you enough and enticing you enough and say, remember why you love this. And like, oh, yes, it's been so long, but I do remember, you know, uh, <laughs> I always knew. But then, you know, I, I get this, you know, and we've seen, you know, seeing some old villains and uh, the doctor, you know, just asking, where am I? It's very, uh, <laughs> very class, very classic who, but, you know... It, uh, still something new, something different. And Stephen Fry yes. showed up. And how exciting is that? And realizing, oh, you know what? That's a Brit that's never been, that I haven't seen on there. Yes, so, yes, for uh, sure. about time him and and, uh, and Hugh Laurie need to, you know, it's, oh, about, yeah. it's about time. Like, yeah, where are you, Dr. House? <laughs> oh, there you go, Dr. House. <laughs> of course, Ver- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him being the master, but, uh, you know, that's a whole other. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. wow, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that would his, be. His master against Capaldi's doctor would have been just oh, yeah. beautiful. Although I do have to say that uh, whom uh, the, without going into ho- any spoilers in case somebody's not seen uh, Capaldi's series of Doctor Who, which uh, not saying anybody in my near vicinity has not yet, but it may be possible that somebody close by hasn't yet. Uh, but I, I think that um, their version of the master was pretty interesting. See, I will admit it is me. I have not seen <laughs> Capaldi's Who. However, I have an aunt who has seen Capaldi's Who, uh, Aunt Tanya, if you're listening, uh, who cosplays uh, Missy. So I do know about oh, Missy yeah. and Michelle Gomez. Mm-hmm. Oh, she yes, was a, the the evil a, the evil anti Mary Poppins. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and of She's, course that that wrote, uh, brought up the questions of Hey, is Mary Poppins a Time Lord? You know, she has a bag that's bigger on the inside. Exactly. Uh, she never seems to mm-hmm. age. Yeah. Well, one thing I can definitely tell from the trailer is they have lifted the embargo on the old school Doctor Who monsters because we're getting mm-hmm. the Jadoon. We're getting the Cybermen. Yes. We saw that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then we saw something. You only saw a bit of it. But uh, you saw something that looked like uh, Arachnos, mm-hmm. uh, except uh, she had a dark skin instead of red skin. And you do see something that looks like a scorpion chasing after them. Yes. And the scorpion is 
well, in Earth terms, forgive me for all of you uh, alien biologists out there, a scorpion is an arachnid. Right. um, So it's not impossible that... They may have come from the same planet, the same system. Yes, no. they might be. Si- yes. They might be a sister race for mm-hmm. sure. So, I mean, that's that's certainly a possibility. And there's uh, there was a hint that something big is going to happen. Uh, one thing that uh, in the trailer that that made me go ah uh, was something broke into the TARDIS. Yeah, kind of looked like Giver. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did kind of look like Giver, and I wonder about that for them to put it in the trailer because, of course, we know that. To actually break into the, I mean, there have been beings that have been able to break into the TARDIS, but they've mm-hmm. all been godlike beings. No one's ever pulled that off in New Who, but mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the the Guardians, the white and black Guardian, was able to do it, and also uh, Sutek, the god of death, he was able to basically hijack the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. But they were basically gods mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. So, kind of wonder what that's. Uh, uh, what's up? I am definitely, I mean, I, I am looking forward, to, obviously, to new Doctor Who. The new episodes will begin January the 1st because that's my birthday. And, of course, they're going to they capitulate said, happy, to that. Happy birthday, Brian. No, of course, they're going to capitulate mm-hmm. to that. They're like, well, we could have done it back in December. But, no, Brian's birthday is January the 1st. Mm-hmm. You know, That's the kind of pull that I have. Right, at uh, the BBC. <laughs> you called them up. and Exactly. Well, I don't have to call them up. They mm-hmm. just take care of business, right? <laughs> so there were some rumors that we might get a surprise Christmas episode. We'll see how that goes. Um, but you know how rumors are. Take right. it with a grain of salt. But. I'm definitely hoping that we see the Doctor challenged more this next season mm-hmm. because and I, we, I think we talked about this when we did our wrap up of last season is that I didn't really feel like the Doctor was was challenged at all. I, I felt like it, things were a little bit easier. But then again, I've always said that the first the first season with a new Doctor is always going to be the shakiest Absolutely. because they've got a right to that actor mm-hmm. and they're still trying to figure all that out and i i definitely hope that we get to see jody Whit- uh, whitaker expand uh her role as the doctor i want to I, I really hope that we get to see more of her her character's darker side we haven't had a chance to see that we've we've seen the light side of the doctor we haven't seen you know of course the dark side and that I, ruthless side that that could that has that the sometimes oncoming kinda, storm and, right mm-hmm. i mean we we certainly got that in spades with peter capaldi but i mean we got to see those two sides i think that's what's fascinating about about the doctor as a character and to see how jo, uh jody whitaker is able to bring out some of the more darker aspects of that character i'm i'm looking forward to i hope we we certainly get a chance to see it and like I said, now that they're starting to uh, dip back into the old canon, I think this season's going to feel more like the, the Doctor Who that we're used to, mm-hmm. and it's going to allow Jodie to play in that sand in that sandbox, which I'm really looking forward to. So, right. I, I had to mention this to you. I didn't. Uh, I just saw this uh, online, and I had to get your opinion on this. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because there had been all these rumors, and. They sounded like rumors, but apparently there was an article in Variety, and they confirmed it, that Warner Brothers did, in fact, talk to Michael B. Jordan about playing Superman. Oh, way to go. So, yeah. So, no, that wasn't... Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen, like, you know, fan art of him in the in the costume yeah, and I everything. Mean, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, so apparently, yeah, that was 100% true. They did talk to him about playing Superman, and... Uh, 
he said that uh, they interviewed uh, Michael B. Jordan, and he said that the, uh, he didn't commit to it because he wasn't sure what their timetable was looking like. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably it would be 2022 before you get a Superman out. I'm cool with it. I don't mm-hmm. got a, I don't got a problem with uh, with him playing Superman. I know that, of course, that there was that controversy when he played um, when he played Johnny, Johnny Storm, Storm. Mm-hmm. which I I didn't really have a problem with, except for the I will say this: I'm always for changing a character up, just as long as you're not, you're doing it for a good reason and you're not necessarily ticking off a box, and because. When you're ticking off a box, you're not going to give that character the gravitas that it's due, you know, and you're not going to make full use of the character. You're just basically ticking off a box. And the reason why I felt like in Fan Four Stick that it was more ticking off a box than allowing Michael B. Jordan and his experiences to to go into that character is, well, if you're going to make Johnny Storm, you know, an African-American, why don't you make Sue Storm an African-American? You know, it's like it's not important that he's that he's white, but it's somehow important that she is, mm-hmm. you know, and. Well, I didn't see the movie. What were they adopted siblings? What yes, was there? Uh, she, okay. she was adopted. Okay. She was adopted. And like I said, I mean, it's like, I mean, if you're going to go one, go, go the other, mm-hmm. you know, there was, there were, because they have to go out of their way to make her white. They had to, um, for whatever reason. And I think it might've had something to do with, you know, because, you know, she um, she eventually marries Reed Richards. And I'm like, so so, so they what? have. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, so what? <laughs> exactly. It's like, why? you know, she can be black and he could be white mm-hmm. and they can marry. There's no. That's... I mean, they settled that. At, you know, they settled that issue back when I was a baby. Okay? <laughs> I was, you know, not even one year old when they said, hey, no, there's no problem with that. So <laughs> I, I just didn't see a reason why. We're just going to do this just to do it, and it's not really going to it's not really going to mean anything as far as the character is concerned. Like I said, I had no problem with Michael B. Jordan playing the role. I wanted it to be more than just we're ticking off a box. Mm-hmm. I wanted it and to I, mean something. I'll, honestly, I mean, sitting here talking about that, I think that would be a fantastic dynamic to make the Invisible Woman uh, a black woman, uh, because in all honesty, black women have been just at the bottom of every every rung, you know, of being treated badly, being treated like property, being yeah, being hired for jobs, being, you know, oh uh, yeah, receiving proper medical treatment, you know, and this isn't this isn't, you know, something 50 years ago. This is now uh, right. right now. So having uh Sue Storm be a, a black woman, I think would be a very interesting aspect to explore. I yeah, would, I, I would kind of like to see that. Um, I will say that, and this is sort of... Uh, if you're listening, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, there you, well, here's here's something, uh, and I, I just saw this, and I, I wasn't necessarily going to bring this up, but I did see this in the uh, on a news site that Elizabeth Banks is working on an, uh, not The Invisible Woman Marvel, but The Invisible Woman. Uh, she's working on a movie with Warner Brothers, as in uh, sort of a... Well, I wouldn't necessarily say a gender-swapped Invisible Man story because okay. I don't know what's going on with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, And they are coming out with an Invisible Man story, but apparently they're not going to be linked at all. This is going to be something completely different. So okay. uh, uh, Elizabeth Banks is going to write it. She's going to direct it. And I think she's going to be in it. Okay. And so there's a good possibility. That a lot of these, th- uh, some of the things you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as 
that, you know, being invisible as a metaphor is being like a second class citizen. You know, those Mm -hmm. may be issues that she decides she wants to look at, you know, in this movie. So Mm -hmm. uh, I guess we'll find out for sure. Who who did the short story to see the invisible man? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was a punishment. Uh, They they would put a mark on someone and then everyone had to not pay attention to them. And no one sold them food. So they'd have to steal food. No one gave them medical treatment. So they had to suffer. Yeah, I think Uh, you told me about this story at one time. Yeah. I don't um, think I don't think I've had a chance to read it. I'll have to look that up. Oh, yeah. Going back, you know, it's like Warner Brothers is definitely trying to rebuild everything. I know there's been all this talk about again the Snyder the Snyder cut keeps coming up. I don't think I don't think we're ever going to see it. I think it's I think Warner Brothers is not going to be willing to spend that kind of money to finish that film. So I don't think we're I think a lot of a lot of people are clamoring for it, but I would be very surprised to see. Uh, Warner Brothers actually pulled the trigger on it, but I guess we'll find out, you know, if it ever happens. So there is one thing that I, I do wanted to, uh, I, I did want to get some opinions from you, uh, some things that I've seen, because uh, we've been talking a lot of streaming service stuff. Mm-hmm. But one thing I haven't been talking about is DC Universe, and I, I probably because it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been some things like Doom Patrol that uh, I, I got to see one episode of, and I was like, wow, this is really good. And I've been thinking about this uh, streaming service because they're coming out with a new animated uh, Harley Quinn series. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, really wasn't that much on my radar, but then I saw, I saw a trailer for it and there's like a lot of cussing in it. Okay. To see a plant drop an F bomb. We're going adult swim uh, with this. Okay. I've heard some people describe it as if you're a big fan of the Venture Brothers. Okay. It it has a lot of that kind of a a vibe to it. And uh, so I was, you know, what I've seen of it so far, now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Although I'm starting to wonder if maybe somebody at Warner Brothers isn't going to get fired because they're getting ready to put out a Harley Quinn movie. And if they put out an animated series, it's actually better than the movie. Uh, that could be rough. But uh, that's not that different than Warner Brothers has pretty much, or I'm sorry, that DC has always kind of dealt with, you know, their animated series beat out, beat out their movies all the time. Yeah, and their TV <laughs> and their TV shows yeah. pretty much do the same thing. But uh, yeah, like I said, it seems like it's it's really interesting. What I, like I said, I've seen the trailer for it. It's you know you've got uh, you know you've got Harley Quinn, you've got uh, Poison Ivy, you've got. Uh, different characters and like i said it's it has sort of that deadpool feel to it she's kind of the deadpool of uh you know of this series yeah Mm -hmm. and you know when when somebody says oh it really much it very much reminds me of the venture brothers okay i'm in i'm Mm -hmm. sorry i'm in if you that's all you had to say so i'm not exactly sure when it's full it's going to be fully out uh it's going to be one of those um episode it's going to be something i think i'm going to have to get dc universe for i mean i've just to follow up with, you know, like I said, they had one free episode, the pilot episode for Doom Patrol. And watching that, I, I was just, mm-hmm. you know, this was like the return of, of Brendan F- uh, Fraser, And I was like, he's really good in this. <laughs> There's a lot of great stuff in there. And uh, and so I'd been considering it for a while, but it kind of, like I said, everything else kind of, you know, caught my attention and mm-hmm. I, I forgot about it. There was a lot of, like I said, a lot of weird things that had been going on there. Like, you know, they canceled their uh, Swamp, Swamp Thing, thing and, yeah. you know, before they'd ever showed the pilot. So I thought, well, this is, you know, it's kind of weird stuff going on there. But 
like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really tempted to, uh, to pick it up after, uh, you know, after seeing the trailer for it and everything I've been hearing about it. And of course, now that Rick and Morty has gone on vacation after four episodes, <laughs> after four, well, I, I, I think they're just taking like a week hiatus and then they're going to get back to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, now you don't watch a lot of Rick and Morty. No, uh-uh. I've got, I've, I'm going to have to get you involved in that because <laughs> okay. it's, it's one of those cartoons that it's like there's a lot more going on than what you what's on the surface. And there are certain references there that I don't think everybody would get. I think you would definitely get. It's one of those things, you know, you have to pay attention to because there'll be, there'll be like Easter eggs and things that uh, you have to go back and catch. And uh, there's these, these basically running narratives that appear every once in a while that uh, seem like non sequiturs, but then you start putting the pieces together and you start realizing there's a story being told. Hmm. Um, one of these non sequiturs is Mr. Poopy Butthole. So <laughs> his name is Mr. Poopy Butthole. I think I've seen a stuffed uh, toy of that at of Mr. FYE. Poop. Yeah, I yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, what exactly he is is uh well that's it's hard to tell. There's a lot of like fan theories about it. But uh yeah, this is definitely one of those series that I would love for you to to catch just so I could get your um get your opinion on some of it because like i said it's 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 different it's mm-hmm. definitely different this i mean it's uh it's it seems it's something that seems like it, it it's very low brow but very intellectual at the same time okay you know it's mm-hmm. uh it's very much like uh rene descartes doing a fart joke <laughs> you know <laughs> pretty much it's it's like i said it's it unless you've seen it it's very difficult to describe but it's okay. it's it's one of those trips that uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're gonna you would enjoy making for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk a little bit of Walking Dead. We got our mid season finale, uh, yeah. episode eight, the world before. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Sadiq really is dead. Yeah. He's not coming back, y'all. Nope. He even went Walker. We haven't seen that in a while. We haven't seen a main character get killed and Walkerized. And yeah, I can't even remember the last time that happened. Well, so. yeah, I mean, because Jesus, when when they killed off Jesus, it was immediate. It was immediate, mm-hmm. and you know they didn't they didn't let him turn. Dante wouldn't have let him turn, but he wound up getting distracted by uh, Rosita, mm-hmm. and then boy, Rosita was uh, she was ba as she always is. Yep. But uh, you could see that you know she's she's starting to crumble a little bit, you know, and the whole thing with. Uh, you know, worried that, you know, she's not going to be as effective now that she's scared to die because, you know, her daughter, you know, Coco needs her. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man, Father Gabriel, <laughs> where the hell did that come from? Yeah, that, uh, I don't know. It, he he kind of lost his zen. He went uh, he went Morgan on it. You know, you, you lose your zen and then you, you know, uh, end up just going... Uh, yeah, he. Yeah. Well, you know, he's someone. sitting there talking about he's he he's doing the uh, all this about uh, you know everybody deserves a second chance, and then it's not until he he stabs Dante that you realize uh, what I meant was my second chance to kill you, when I sh- which I should have <laughs> done the first time, but I didn't do it. You know that moment he's sitting there looking at the um, the record. You know he's looking at the uh, the camcorder and just watching the interview that they had with Dante. And he's sitting here wondering, we say, what, what, what did I miss? What did mm-hmm. I miss? You know, I should have seen it. I should have known that he, he wasn't right, you know. Right. And then we, we wind up in Riverside. Of course, you know, uh, Michonne is telling everybody, look, you know, whoever 
Who, yeah, whoever she's going back to the uh, only us again. Yeah. yeah, she's starting to. But mm-hmm. here's here's the thing though that uh, worries me, and I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the last time they were at uh, they were at uh, Oceanside, Oceanside, and Judith found a mask floating in the in the yeah in the ocean. Yeah. So does that mean there really is a spy at Rivers? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Well, if they got one into you know Alexandria, why not? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the question is, who is that? Mm-hmm. Well, here's what here's what sucks. The only person that I can think of that is rather new to them, and she's kind of flown under the radar, is the music teacher's girlfriend. When I say girlfriend, the one that she has a, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what her name is. But uh, that's one, how well she's flown under the radar. Exactly. <laughs> I think it starts with a C. It's not Cassie, but it's something like that. Yeah, the one that the music teacher is all you know has mm-hmm. the has the crush on. She's the only one I can think of. She, but she might be a yeah. Mm-hmm. She might be a whisperer. So, I mean, that's the only person I can think of. I'm I haven't had a chance to jump online and, and read any of the uh, to read any of the, uh, the fan theories the fan the, theories mm-hmm. out there. I'm I'm I have to guess somebody else has probably figured. Uh, you know, they've they've come up with that as well because mm-hmm. it makes you know you ha- you have to wonder. As like I said, when you you saw the you saw the mask. I mean, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. So. I just had the feeling that, yep, there's, they're about to pull the trigger on somebody else. But man, now Michonne's gone. Yep, she went off with uh, Virgil, uh, which is, you know, I, of course, being the, the Dante geek that I am, I immediately went, oh, he's leading her into hell. <laughs> she has to go on her journey uh, to, yeah. through hell to, to reach salvation. And um, Yeah, assuming that there is such a thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little too, uh, that's a little too literarily... On the know. nose, maybe. Yeah, so I doubt it. But. Well, well, you know, the thing about it is she's going to this island. You know, they say that it's a military base. There are, you know, uh, there are weapons there. Nobody happened to mention how many people are there. I mean, they mentioned his, you know, they mentioned his, his wife. Family? Oh, yeah, okay. his family. Mm-hmm. But there could be dozens of people there. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be 100 people there. Who knows how many people are, are there? So, but I guess that's going to be the question is... Of course, she, she she winds up leaving uh, Judith and RJ behind. Right, and I'm like, really? Is yeah, that how how did that? Uh, that's going to be, uh, but that's going to be the question. How long is it going to take before we find out what happened to her, mm-hmm. or do we ever find out what happened to her? Mm-hmm. You know, supposedly Judith got the walkie-talkie, and they're going, you know, calling every hour, etc. You know, don't call, don't just call me when you need something. You know, you know, call me, you know. You know, and talk to me. So, uh, oh, and Judith was uh, man. She uh, she was a little ba, wasn't she? She was, uh, she's a little. She's, she's Michonne's daughter. <laughs> yeah, she's still a little ass kicker for sure. So, um, of course, we're still dealing with uh, Carol's uh, obsession with killing Alpha, and it got the gang in trouble for yeah, sure. Uh, a pit full of walkers. That's pretty mm-hmm. horrible well they were looking for the herd they found it and they found uh-huh. it so i knew they were gonna uh that was the thing i was wondering because you were getting toward the end of the episode and there wasn't really any they kind of teasing the horde there's yeah. a horde somewhere yeah exactly and mm-hmm. it was like oh they only got a couple of minutes you know two or three minutes left they need to set us up for some sort of cliffhanger they're, i mean they're not just going to let us they, they're going to set up something. And, of course, the minute they go in the cave, I'm like, oh, that's where it is. Yep. Went Tom, <laughs> went Tom Sawyer on this. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I So I saw that, and I'm like, oh, that's where it's going to fall apart. There it is. And, of mm-hmm. course, that's exactly uh, where it uh, where things went yep. south. 
So well, well we got a few months. If they hold the same, um, it'll probably be was. Uh, I know they've wrapped the the the, the uh, season. So okay. So mid uh, mid January, early February, we'll after the holidays, we will get our chance to see what's going on. Uh, we'll see. Uh, how does the gang get out of this one, folks? <laughs> right. So same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, for sure. So before we get uh, before we finish up, uh, of course, this is Thanksgiving week, and so what are you thankful for? Uh, geek wise, yeah. Okay, uh, I am. I've really been. I think this this season, I've really been thankful for HBO for taking a chance on you know some literary classics that maybe didn't get the chance that they had with a film and then took a chance and gave it gave them their own series and really brought out uh what was so so great in their storytelling so and that was you know with with watchmen and and his dark materials um so i think they've been given the treatment that they that they always deserved and uh so i'm grateful for that and uh yeah just uh everything everything that's uh you know happening right now uh well i mean and uh amazon doing the same thing with good omens and uh you know i wasn't aware of it but uh the boys uh oh yeah you know really good so carnival row which i really i've Mm -hmm. i've I've enjoyed yeah just every everything that they've uh been been get these have been given new life you know a new platform a new media type that reaches a wider expanse you know so i'm i'm grateful for that oh yeah well, I mean, certainly for me, what I'm really grateful for is certainly the geek world that we're living in right now because, of course, I'm old school. I remember back in the 80s when uh, geek stuff wasn't popular at all. <laughs> and so you were either pretty much by yourself in your geekdom or there was a small handful of you uh, hiding out in the library playing Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. hoping you, you know people didn't walk in on you because you'd catch hell for it for sure. <laughs> And of course, we're living in a completely different world world yes. now, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. they, these type of things are. Uh, or Dame pop- du- Judy Dench is playing dungeon master, you know, for her grandchildren. Is, yes. yes, because Vin, D- Vin Diesel taught her how to play. Yes, uh, that just warms my heart so much. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, we. I mean, we're definitely living in a world that's more geek friendly, for sure. And I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful for that because that's allowed you know young people to explore fantasy and science fiction without. You know, a lot of the ridicule, stig- yeah. without ridicule and a lot of stigma that we older geeks had to put up with. I would definitely say what I'm also grateful for as far as this podcast is concerned is we are we are just a few episodes away from episode 100, yeah, which is fantastic. And so um, centigenarians. Yes. Yeah, so and uh, I'm really grateful for all we've been able to put into this. And so, I mean, obviously, more than anything else. I'm really grateful for you, Mandy, because I can definitely tell, especially from starting out to to you coming aboard and, you know, you've really helped me become a better podcaster. And I've definitely learned a lot having you here. And that's been really beneficial to me. And I feel like I, I definitely, you know, I still have a ways to go, but... But definitely uh, what I've, you know, what I've learned from you and how you've helped me to develop this podcast has been a, a real joy to me. And I'm glad to have you aboard and I'm really looking forward to 100 and that'll be uh, sometime next year. But, uh, you know, thank you for uh, everything you've done so far. And I'm really looking forward to when we get to episode 100 and to see how things change. 
there are some things that I, I think maybe in the next podcast we'll talk about, maybe a little bit of inside baseball as far as where we're looking to take the podcast going forward, some things that are changing, some things that are changing around us that we need to adapt to, but uh, those will be some things to talk about uh, uh, later on. So, um, you know, stay tuned, folks. We'll definitely uh, uh, bring that up here soon. So, And with that said, we come to the end of Episode 91. Thank you for listening, and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch Podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.